Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, or movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hello. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and for her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're a regular listener, you might be wondering why we skipped over addressing questions and comments and into the listener line. If you submitted any, don't worry. We'll hold on to those for next week. We're also skipping what we watched last week. Spoilers, it was a lot, at least for me. We'll play catch up next week. This week, however, we're shaking things up with a special crossover episode. Woo! We need to make room for our special guests, Sheree and Trent from Nightmare on Fierce Street, a fierce critical look at movies we love. Basically, imagine like this: what this podcast could be if I wasn't here to drag down the talent. And you have Nightmare on Fierce Street. <laughs> hey, Trent and Sheree. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Did I do an okay job of summing up your podcast in a really reductive one sentence sort of way? Definitely. We're going to steal it and use it. <laughs> Copyright trademark. Damn it. So why don't you, uh, before we, we get into Megan's game today, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your podcast? Uh, I'll start. So yeah, we really just started it. About the time the pandemic was really getting underway, we were all stuck in our homes. And um, Sheree and I have known each other for years. And, uh, <laughs> and a redacted so, number. A redacted <laughs> number, yes. And so we were talking one night about just like horror films in general. We were like, you know what would be fun? Let's do a podcast and just talk like we normally do. And we started that. Uh, it's not even been a year yet. And we're here. We're having a blast. Oh, that's beautiful. Nice. It sounds pretty similar to how we got started, too. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, stuff sucks yeah. right now. How about we talk about stuff we like? Exactly. <laughs> okay, Megan, what's on the schedule for today? So I was trying to think of fun games we could play um, to kind of play up the personality of A Nightmare on Fear Street's Fear, I cannot speak. Uh, play up A Nightmare on Fear Street's personality and their podcast um similar to us they're like an hour long they do discussions per movie so i've been listening to the back catalog uh promising young woman cracked me up uh definitely <laughs> the dark and the wicked um and how they got started so i've been listening and true to their name they bring a fierceness and a candidness but often humorous breakdown of these movies so I basically thought that the best way to spotlight them would be to have enlist them to help us curate a list of horror's fiercest characters. 
because obviously I'm going for maximum chaos here because we could do movies like we have in the past, but we're going to talk about the characters. So obviously what does Horace Fierce's characters mean? That's part of the chaos because it is completely open to interpretation. Uh, Like horror, it's subjective and personal. So how this works is I have a little draw, like drawing Tupperware classy here. Um, And I'm going to draw the order. So whoever I draw goes first and then so on and so on. I know this is is stressing her out. I don't know why this is stressing her out because she's well prepared. Zia's got her therapy sweater. Yeah, for listeners who cannot see her, she's hugging her bat sweater. It is the cutest sweater, sweater, by the way. Um, So yeah, whoever I draw first goes first and they are picking their character. They're going to explain why they chose that character. And uh, the thing that's stressing Xena out is that there can be no overlap. So if the person before you happen to pick your character, you have to go with a fallback. And Xena does not want her characters to get chosen. I know, please. I need <laughs> them all. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go one at a time in order. And then by the time everybody's had a turn, we'll kind of go through that list. Uh, and then we'll go through our runners up real quick because I know Xena has like seven. Uh, Trent has five. I have four. I don't know how many John or Shrey have. I have but six. Yeah, I feel six. Yeah, see, that's why we're going to have to yeah. run through our runners up, I think. <laughs> and then we'll kind of discuss if we feel like we did a good job, pat ourselves on the back. And I think Zena has a gauntlet to throw down, possibly. I don't know. I'm I'm just really nervous. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She talked about possibly uh, offering a prize to who she deemed the winner, but she might be a little too nervous to go there right now. Yeah, right now, but there there will be a prize. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. All right. We're going to put Zeta out of her misery and start drawing. You want me to just draw everybody so we have an order? Oh, please. All right. First, Sheree. Sheree (laughs) will be first. Thank you. Nice. John. Oh, I wanted to go last. Uh, That's okay. I'll go second. I can go second. I'm an agent of chaos. I'm going to throw a wild card in there. Really I'm in the middle. Oh, my God. (laughs) Zeta's going to be so (laughs) mad at me. Zeta's fourth. That okay, means well, Trent will okay. will bring up the rear. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Zena, she, she's giving me death so bad. Oh, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. All right. So, Shrey, you want to kick us off? Who do you think belongs on this list? I mean, the person on the top of my list is clearly Katrina from Vamp. Um, oh my god, yes. Right? Grace Jones is the embodiment of fierce, and you let her play a vampire? That's too fierce. <laughs> um, she goes to the movie not really using that many words because she's a woman of action, which I also appreciate. <laughs> like, if your employees got a hand, rip their hearts out. It sends a message. <laughs> um, she was also, I'm pretty sure, the first black film vampire I saw as a kid. And watching her, yeah, and watching her do that weird dance to the weird song, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like the movie's really starting. Um, so for all those reasons and so many more. Can I just say that I don't know that anybody but Grace Jones could have pulled off, like, that red wig. Yeah. That no any in, in lesser hands, that would have been a little Ronald McDonald-ish, mm-hmm. but she she's fierce, for sure. Yeah. That's a good one. Good one. Thank good you. Good one. All right, that means John. 
Oh, going second's tough, especially following that. Because I'm looking at my list. I'm like, well, now my list is lame. Why is your list <laughs> lame? No. It seems too easy. So now I'm more, I'm too worried to throw up my wild card. So I'm going to play it safe. Okay. And I'm picking Aaron from your next. Ooh. Okay. Because and- she will kill everybody and not look like she's going to. And maybe even look a little surprised when she's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, when you're a survivalist and you just suddenly show up at a really horrible group of rich white people's house and shit starts to go down, I want the person who can like suddenly create Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1 style booby traps. But that I actually believe. <laughs> Not that Heather Langenkamp was able to create in 10 minutes and fall asleep before like everything went down. So, Aaron. Nice. It still feels lame. I'm sorry. It still no, feels lame after that. Pick. I love her. It's, it's a great one. pick. It's, it's subjective. It's a good and that's one. part it of the, the purpose of this mayhem I am creating. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you don't know who you're going to get. Um, all right. So, for me... Uh, I, we've got a final girl, we've got a vamp queen. I'm going to throw out a kind of supporting character, uh, Gail Weathers from the Scream franchise. Mm. Um, Courtney Cox, she is so sassy in these movies. Um, all of them, all four plus the upcoming Scream 5. Uh, I don't think she gets enough credit. She definitely gets enough credit for being bitchy. But um, she is just as much a, as a, of a survivor as Sydney Prescott. I don't think she True. gets enough credit as Sydney, and she's often very integral to the mystery solving element of it. Uh, you kind of need this very uh, plucky reporter to get to the bottom uh, and make the connections. It's usually she's the first person making those connections. So for all, mm-hmm. I think she's a well-rounded, fierce character. So that's why I went with nice. Yeah. Completely agree. Okay. And she to bounce back <laughs> and to bounce back from those um bangs in the third movie, like that's Oh I yeah. Those bangs <laughs> are so bad. And you know, Courtney Cox is willing to kind of poke fun at herself for those Aww. bangs. So obviously Courtney and, is as fierce as Gail. And how many sidekick characters have survived four films and going that's, into yeah. a fifth film? Exactly. It's like yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, well, you guys ruined my plans. Um, we did not, okay. did we? Did somebody no. grab okay? No, See? no, you were worried for being nothing. dramatic. Okay, um, all right, uh, I'm gonna go actually with my second choice just Uh-oh. to switch some stuff up. So okay, I'm going to say Leatherface, uh, the 1974 version, because yes, he is a, a brutal killer and he's a cannibal and he's a lunatic. And he likes chainsaws. But, okay? <laughs> That's a negative, There's right? just something very simple about this character. He kills his victims, and then he takes their faces, and he wears it. That's it. So you like his fashion. He's very fashionable. <laughs> you seen him with that lipstick on? So <laughs> that's why he's he's on the list. He's just very fierce. In a family. Very, very uh, deeply invested in family. See? He gets his dance moves on by the sequel. See? <laughs> <laughs> See? That's fierce. Fierce. <laughs> That's kind of a wild card. I like it. Yeah, it is okay. a bit, yes. Yeah, it's All definitely. right. Trent. Okay. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. no, Trent, I forgot. Go ahead. 
Oh, um, I so uh, there's only one from my list that was taken, and that was Gail. Um, so my next Ooh. choice is going to be Miss Carrie White from Carrie. Oh, everyone loves a good revenge, and yes. she gets it in the best way. Um, yeah, like she's just fierce, even with all the blood on her. Like she just looks fierce. It's a look. It's it. definitely a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Carrie White, which version or all versions? I mean, because all versions. How many... All versions, technically, but of course, I prefer the original. Yeah. Nice. She also ushered in the good for her subgenre of horror. So fierce. Yes. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> I think we definitely have plenty of room to make this a top 10 instead of a top five, which I feel we like could we could do another of, round. Yeah. I feel like we kind of need to, anyways, with characters. They're nice. way more characters. Yeah, there's movies. a couple missing that now I feel like, oh, like, we have some that yeah. need to be on there. All right. So <laughs> we will do one more round, then talk about the list, and then we can throw out any picks that maybe didn't make it that should have. So we'll, we'll circle good. back around uh, to Sheree. What awesome. would be another worthy? I feel like you can't have a fierce list without talking about Freddy Krueger. I mean... He is the iconic villain. You can run yeah. from Jason and Michael. You can't run from your dreams. They've tried. So I feel like <laughs> <laughs> he belongs here. And that's why he's part of so many of our origin horror stories. Yeah. I, I have okay. to ask because Zena and John and I have talked about kind of our preference of the, the main kind of iconic serial killer or slasher icons. But do you have a preference? Like if you are you team Jason Voorhees or t- team Freddy Krueger? Team Freddy all day. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we're balancing better. the odds here. <laughs> it's fine. I don't need everyone to agree with me. It's fine. No, I'm just, I, Zeno, weren't you team Jason as well? Yes. See, yes, yes. I was the odd man out. So, Shrey, <laughs> I've got like an ally here. Yay. Trent. Wait, Trent, what about yeah, you? I know. Um, so Tiebreaker. I, I, <laughs> so, if I had to choose between those two, um, I, mm, it's hard. I just, I recently just watched all, like, not all of them, but most of the Friday the 13th movies. Um, So those are fresher on my mind. But if I have to choose between those two, I have to go with Freddy. You know what, Trent? No. Come over here. Now, technically, if I get my choice, I'm going Michael. Okay. Okay. He's going to throw a curveball at us. Way to diplomatically back out of the fight. <laughs> <Got> it. <laughs> All right. So we got Freddy Krueger. That brings it back to John. All right. I'm going to say it only, not only, mostly because I'm afraid no one else is going to because everyone seems really good at throwing out their own, what I think of as curveballs. I have to say Laurie Strode just okay. because she has to be on the list. Yeah. And I don't want her to get missed. But specifically, Laurie Strode from Halloween 2018. You now, she like... is a character who, in my opinion, got fiercer through all the movies. So true. Like, by Halloween H2O. Like, she had gotten pretty good, unfortunately, Halloween Resurrection. She was okay. Had a dip. A little bit, little bit of issues there early on. Uh, but Halloween, like, 2018... I don't think you can really argue that that's the fiercest version of Lori that we've seen. She was on my list. (laughs) She wasn't? She was. She was like, oh, good. Well, yeah, see, that was my worry is that she's on everyone's list. 
but nobody picks her. And then that's, I'd be like, how did we go through a top 10 without Lori That's Strode? what makes this tricky is it's like you want to put your personality on the list, but you do you do that or do you put somebody that you <laughs> think is the expected choice? What do you do? Yeah. And I will sacrifice for the sake of horror. Aww, the rest of we my appreciate choices. it. Yes. <laughs> I'm a given kind of guy. Not all heroes wear capes. You don't. You can't see me from there. Like, <laughs> like low key cape. We're gonna pretend that he's got a cape. We're just gonna tell everybody. I do have it. someone who wears a cape on my list, but we'll get to that later. Oh, interesting. Oh. Uh, very interesting. <laughs> okay, so now my turn. Do I follow up Laurie Strode with an expected choice? No, but I am going to throw out one of my favorite final girls of all time, Jerry Lane from Demon Knight. Yes. No. She was on my list. Was she? Yeah. yeah. I couldn't follow up, like, Laurie Strode with another, because I feel like somebody else will grab that one, maybe, or we'll talk about it. But yeah, Jerry Lane, really the collector could also fought fall in this category yeah and i i went back and forth do i do geraldine or billy zane's like Mm -hmm. crazy performance i thought you meant the i thought you meant the bad guy from the movie collector i'm like how did you go between geraldine and the (laughs) collector (laughs) yeah i don't know if i would count him for this list but uh no i'd argue he's a little bit fierce (laughs) well he's got some traps but uh, yeah, no, I'm talking Billy Zane, the collector from Demon Knight, but I think Geraldine, you just, if, if you're down to one final key that's at stake for the universe, like Geraldine, you mm-hmm. at least feel comfortable that the, the universe is in safe hands. Um, she's yeah, just, William Sadler can't have it. She, yeah. I, I mean, this, this entire cast, I adore, I adore this movie. I love everybody. I could probably make a case for everybody. But uh, she's one of the final girls that does not have the, the normal criteria for a final girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she she yeah. had a stint in jail, which automatically in the golden age of slashers would declassify because they tend to like the, the virtuistic good girls. But um, she's just a normal person and she's yeah. she's fierce like she can get shit done. I love her. So that was that was my one of my picks. OK, it's a good pick. Which, Zena. <sighs> okay. Deep breaths. Uh, You're, we're doing this. We're getting through it. Thank we're doing you, it. John. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. And then I, I guess I'll go with my second choice. Um. I'm gonna go with Candyman from Candyman, 1992. Yes. I have good right. reason. Okay. Good reason. He was the type of, or he's the type of character that he all he asks is just for you to keep his name out of your mouth. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Speak on him. He doesn't like it. That's pretty fierce. Like, you heard that before. Oh, don't talk about me. And it's just like, okay. Because I actually had to tell someone one time, long time ago in high school, like, yeah, don't talk about me. But he had a hook. He wears a fur coat. He has bees on his side. Like, I don't know. That's that's pretty powerful. Plus, his voice is smooth like butter. He is just amazing. So he's of, on Of the list. all the rules to follow to not have someone kill you listen people have to sleep maybe unfortunately you live next to the strode family you know maybe you accidentally go camping at the wrong place just don't look in a mirror and say Candyman five times just super simple that's all he so asked. simple like i don't like seriously that's that's pretty awesome though like it's something i feel because you know with the urban legend most of us some of us might have tried it because you're curious you know 
and I don't know, that's that's pretty cool. He had a horrible death, and now he's just this powerful, fierce urban legend. That's awesome. It is. That's awesome. a good choice. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Trent, round us out. All right, number ten. I think I'm gonna throw another curveball. I'm we between love those. two. But I'm going to go with this one because a lot of people don't like this movie. I love this movie. I lo- uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with um, Carla from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, played <gasps> oh, by the gorgeous yes. Brandy and one of the, fir- one of, one of the first uh, black women to survive a slasher film. So and that, that chase scene, I will go down fighting for that chase scene. It is fantastic. She falls through a roof. She's climbing through windows and doors. She's a badass, and she's never scared of. She's never scared of the hook man. She's just like bring it on. I'm running. She you has to endure me. the worst final girl ever. <laughs> I also love Julie, so I. Oh, <laughs> our podcasts are at odds on that one. You know, we, most we like of us the supporting are. players. Uh huh. I think that that is such an awesome choice because I was actually just talking about her. It's like she was still friends with Julie, even though she's kind of annoying. And she also, I'm sorry. And she also has <laughs> like, a, a, you know, a, a dark killer that's like chasing her and stuff like that. And then even that scene where it's just like she pretends to be dead so she can like survive. You know, I don't know. She's just, that is fierce. She's like winning. She's wonderful. I love a final girl that thinks outside the box. And she was like, I'm going to do it because what worked for them <laughs> um, did not. And so I'm going to do something different. So, yeah. Yes. That's a brilliant follow-up to the hook man with another hook man killer. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right. I didn't <laughs> think yes. about that. <laughs> it's why she wasn't afraid. She was like, he's no candy man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it was candy man, it'd be a different story. Yeah. All right. So let's recap, right? definitive list okay for all time for all time this is this is written in stone nobody else can make a list now the the top 10 fiercest characters in horror movies no arguments none no one on twitter gets to say otherwise i'm not there to hear anyway so go ahead okay so xena's picks i don't have these in order I can I can guess the order, but we'll just go by picks. So I don't Zena think had the le- order matters. Nah. So we had Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Candyman from Candyman. Mm-hmm. Megan had Gail Weathers from Scream, and Geraldine from uh, Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. I had Aaron from Your Next, and Laurie Strode specifically from Halloween 2018. And Sheree had. Uh, Katrina from Vamp and Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare on Elm Street and Trent had Carrie White from Carrie and Carla from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Boom. Done. Nice. Boom. Done. I feel like it's a well-rounded list. I think yeah. so too. We've got the I final... feel better about picking Laurie Strode now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised. I don't know if we should talk about our runners-up or if we should kind of talk about who were surprised did not make this top ten. Well, I think when we talk about our runners-up, that's going to come out. Yeah. A little bit, because I still went odd. I think I went one, <laughs> one expected, and then, yeah. So Mine were mine were more obvious, I think. Shrey, who are your runners-up? My runners-up are the girl from A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Mm-hmm. Ah. Mr. Sims from Tales from the Hood. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. 
And then Grace from Ready or Not, because like that's just an iconic yeah. punk bloody bride. We all want to. Yeah, I thought about her too. I, I, Aaron won out over Grace. Yeah, I had Grace on my list too because she gets into the situation. She's and unlike Aaron, who kind of has some training. Grace is yeah. just like a normal person, and she's like, "Well, fuck, I'm, I'm trying to be killed by all these people, and now what yes. am I going to do?" Right? Yeah. And my last runner-up was Blade, but that was a lean to an argument of if we counted more horror or superhero, or if we're going to let that combo happen. I feel like you definitely could make a case for it. First of all, the whole thing was subjective uh, and for you to argue, so you could have. And two, (laughs) there's a blood rave. I think any time there's a blood (laughs) rave, it leads more into horror. So I'm with you. Okay. (laughs) But yeah. that's Uh, Trent, who are your uh, runner-ups? Who are my runner-ups? Um, okay. Yeah. So one, I'll, I'll just throw this one out there. I was going back and forth all day of whether to put Gail or Sydney as the fiercest from Scream. I love them both. I ended, I ended up with Gail because she's just got a little more edge to her. But yes. um, my other runner-up was Jesse from A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. For, oh. for, for my little gay boys out there with his little uh, gold shorts and uh, glasses as he's humping the... <laughs> dresser i love can dance i love that character even though i don't love the film for many reasons Fair. but um the character is not done justice and i think if they ever remake that which i think i've heard robert england is trying to push them to do to remake the sequel and make it nice. and lean into the queer subtext which i think would be awesome so yeah. that that was my runner-up nice nice how about you xena Okay, so um, Ripley from Alien. Same. That's the one that I was surprised did not. Right? I I thought that someone was going to say it, and I was going to. I picked Lori over Ripley. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. That's a ballsy move. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't put Gail Weathers on the list. Hey, hey, I feel like Gail Weathers would totally out-sass Laurie Strode. She yeah. Oh, 100%. She oh, she might out-sass her, but I'm not picking her in a fight. What James You said. don't know. She is a little uh, ingenious there. Resourceful. Mm. <laughs> Plus, All right, sure. <laughs> All right, sure. Okay. Um, I also have someone, well, a thing that's not really a thing, uh, but the entity from It Follows. Because come on, like, it's just like some unknown thing that's going around. Like, it could be anybody. It could be your your mom, your dad, your next door neighbor, Jolene. It could be anybody. So, Jolene. I don't know. I just, Do you have yeah, a next door neighbor named Jolene? No, I just like that song. It is a nice <laughs> song. It's a good song. But yeah, yeah, it was, I don't know. Plus, I just always like the movie. It's like a clever, you know, premise. I also have the tall man from Phantasm. Mm. There's just something real smooth about him. Like, he's just so dreamy. And then... Um, <laughs> I've never heard him all dreamy before. He's, he's, because he's like a tall, powerful man. I mean, he was chasing the same, like, people for decades. You and know? he like, did not catch crazy. them. What is up with that, never. Dino? He never, I don't know. Like, with his you know, weird gray prince va- valiant haircut? I don't know. He's pretty cool, okay? He's making a statement. So... <laughs> All right, sure. But yeah, so I have um, him, and then I also have uh, Selena from 28 Days uh, Later. She's so Aww. awesome. Yeah. And um, also uh, Geraldine from Demon Knight. So, yeah. yeah. 
Nice. How about you, Megan? Uh, I also had Ellen Ripley. I feel like that was probably my most obvious pick for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. And then uh, Tiffany from Child's Play series. Oh, cool. I feel like. Oh, nice. That'd be a good one. Yeah. She, she is. She's got she the style, the killer instinct. Uh, definitely the only one who could probably keep Chucky in his place, <laughs> so to speak. So, yeah, that, that was it. I think everything else was covered. Yeah, I had Ripley, and then I had Sydney Prescott over Gail, mostly because she's also uh, the subject of one of my favorite memes lately. Not only did she survive killers four straight times, but she did it while suffering chronic neck pain. Because <laughs> like almost every movie, she's just like rubbing the back of her neck during yeah. realizations. I like that the meme is what put her over the top for you. That's how I roll. Uh, and then... Because I was watching The Descent today, I thought of Sarah from The Descent. What about Juno? Juno, Juno was evil. Juno was powerful. She was evil. I say powerful, but okay. <laughs> you, can potato, potato. you can be both. Yeah. And then uh, my wild card was uh, Mr. Babadook. Ooh. Yes. Nice. I mean, dude rocked a top hat and a cape. Crazy ass long fingers. Just sk- <laughs> plus, Terrorizes just... some children. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, what's wrong with that? Yeah, no, I love that because that character was so iconic, it became like a gay icon. <laughs> That's how fierce it was. Fierce. Is that fierce? That fierce. <laughs> Did that start from like a Netflix error? <laughs> yes. I, I love I that. It, yeah. I, I think they listed it under like the Pride movies. <laughs> 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 you know what? Yes, yes. Yeah. Nice. It is now. Way to go. Good work. All right. So now that we have all of the runner up on the table, do we feel like we missed anybody important that should be on this? I mean, I thought about Heather from Nightmare on Elm Street or Heather Lane Camp. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Nancy. Nancy. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know. I feel like Freddie kind of represents that series. I think we've we've got a representative. Yeah, more so. Sure. Yeah, and Freddie's much more fierce than Nancy. Yeah. I'm not a huge Nancy <laughs> That's fan. true. I, I like Nancy, but like her second appearance, she's very kind of calm and sedated, I think, yeah. comparatively. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have that same fighting spirit. And I, if we're going final girls, like Alice is my girl from yeah. from that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Any, no, anybody I mean, else I feel like we solid. missed out on anybody? Huh? Someone will tell me what, that we missed something later. Oh, totally. <laughs> oh, sure. There's so many. There's just too many fierce people in horror. Yeah, yeah. so many. Horror's the best for that. I was thinking um, maybe Julia from Hellraiser. But that's Ooh. because she, you know, I, I like actually hate her. about her, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. I like her. I feel like I she makes her... a way better villain than Frank. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Frank was so boring, but yeah. And sleazy. <laughs> I just do better. Love her do better. <laughs> I just love Julie's audacity. Like that's her real superpower is audacity. <laughs> the thing she does in this house under her husband's nose. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. She does not care. Yeah. And then she she always had like a disgusted look on her face, like about everything. Like 
it's like you know i don't know i i just didn't know if i didn't want to like her or if i loved her just because she was just so straightforward you know she's one yeah. of the best movie monsters of the 80s so True. yes you love her you love to hate her <laughs> I love that in Hellbound, she comes back skinless, but still the same person as that's all yes! reattaching and growing. She's like, I am still Julie. I'm still doing what I was doing. Do you mind getting my way while I bleed on your walls? Right. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. Well, and while we're talking about Hellraiser, what about Pinhead? Pinhead could be an interesting addition to yes. this. Yes. He was pretty fierce. He's, he's definitely like, I feel like the Cenobites look fierce, but I feel like Julia has more personality, like Pinhead and a lot of the Cenobites show up and they're like, we've got rules to follow. We've got a code. And really, they were only in the first movie for what, five minutes tops. Mm-hmm. And Julie, like, like Sheree said, she shows up skinless in the second movie and she still <laughs> owns her sexuality. Like, who does that? That is, that is bold, bold. So, yeah. <laughs> we were watching Hellraiser a couple weeks ago on Clubhouse, and I realized that the Cenobites are basically Geminis. If you send for them, they will come. <laughs> so, Julie is really driving this. They wouldn't have just appeared and started doing stuff. She was like, oh, no, please, let's do this. Let's, <laughs> and let's, let's go. Yeah. Megan, that might be the, fa- the best thing I've heard in a long time. Who shows up skinless and still owns her sexuality? <laughs> Has anyone ever said that sentence before? (laughs) I mean, I think most people would be appalled to see a skinless woman, and she's still like, I can seduce you. It's cool. I love this. She does. Yeah. Doctor's like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there we have it. (laughs) These are the champions of fierceness horror. Uh, Once again, for the quick recap, we have. Uh, Carrie White from Carrie, Carla from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, uh, Katrina from Vamp, Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare on Elm Street, Aaron from Your Next, Lori Strode from Halloween 2018, Gail Weathers from Scream Series, Geraldine from Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight. Uh, Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Knight. It sounded like I said Stephen Knight. <laughs> they might present him Probably. as well. <laughs> uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, and Candyman from Candyman. Thank you so much to Sheree and Trent. Please tell our listeners where they can find you and what's coming up uh, on your show, social medias, et cetera. Awesome. You can find us on Twitter and, yes, Twitter and Instagram at Nightmare Fierce. And you can find us on Facebook under our full name, A Nightmare on Fierce Street. And we're also going to unleash a Patreon later this week. So that'll be a fun place to find new content and all that good stuff. And we will be going live again because we're fools um, for my birthday. <laughs> um, so be on the lookout for info for June 12th and 13th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. Um, and we'll be going live to cover Alien, which is another reason I'm surprised nobody from our <laughs> podcast said Ripley. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I sacrificed one of my picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's because we knew you had it covered somehow. Yeah, we knew it. Thank you two so much for coming on the show. Thank Thank you. you. And happy early birthday. Yes. Geminis. We're the best, but we're also Cenobites. So, like, (laughs) (laughs) dualities. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you both. Oh, okay. Who won the prize? You're probably wondering. We all did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Almost forgot. But there we go. That was my name. So, I don't know. So, so who won? 
We all did. <laughs> we all did. Okay, we're yeah, all winners. We, we're all, we're all fierce winners. winners. Seriously, I think I think it's a, a very well-rounded list. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> John's like, uh, nope. It's chaos. <laughs> I, it was it was not what I was expecting, which it, which isn't a bad thing. There were definitely picks where I was like, huh. <laughs> and at the same time, I think it's also, I on some level also appreciate that it wasn't a generic mm-hmm. top 10 list, like a BuzzFeed yeah. top 10 best final girls or whatever. Yeah. Like I was literally like, oh, crap, I did not see that one coming at all. So but that works for I me. I love that. Honestly, I thought that, I thought that you were going to say Ripley, Megan. So that's why... And I did it, and it's like, okay, I didn't know what to do anymore. <laughs> I was going to, and then he threw out Laurie Strode, and I did not want to have Laurie Strode and Ellen Ripley back to back. Oh, come on. Oh, it's my fault. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm owning that entirely. <laughs> like, nope, I'm going to throw somebody out unexpected because, yes, <laughs> chaos. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, we'll get back to what we were watching next week. Right now, it's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? I am so happy about this news. I know Xena is too, and we're going to have to figure out if you are as well. John Boyega and Joe Cornish are officially reuniting for Attack the Block sequel. The aliens are back on the block. Uh, A decade after Attack the Block achieved sci-fi cult status and launched the career of its star, John Boyega, Studio Canal, Film 4, Complete Fiction Pictures, and Upper Room Productions are moving forward with Attack Attack the Block 2, and Boyega is locked to return as Moses. In the 2011 film, Moses mobilized his mates against a group of nasty extraterrestrials looking to take over their neighborhood. Joe Cornish is writing and directing the sequel, and he will produce alongside Boyega. It's been a decade since Attack the Block was released, and so much has changed since then, Boyega said in a statement. I'm excited to see this heightened story return to the streets of London. Moses has remained one of my favorite characters to play, and bringing him back is a huge honor. I know. Cornish added, I'm thrilled we're officially announcing our return to the world of Attack the Block on the 10th anniversary of the film's release. I can't wait to work alongside John again, bringing audiences an even bigger slice of inner city alien action. Plot details, of course, are under wraps. But yeah, are you a fan, John? I haven't seen it. What? Oh, you are Listen, like, I know. I get it. Yeah. It is on every it is on my list on Tubi, on Netflix and on Amazon Prime. Every time it pops up, I'm like I should watch this. Should. And then I don't. It is so I will. good. I I know I hear it's so good from everybody. I just don't watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will. You should. Okay. All right. I will Zeta watch it. And I, I will make sure that this you need it. This is corrected. Yes. Yeah, one way or another, it's going to happen now. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is on Tubi. Yeah. It's, it's literally it's, it's one everywhere. of the decades, it's been last somewhere... decades best. Yeah, it's been on some streaming service consistently for like the last three to four years at least. Yeah. And no, I just 
I've just failed. I do want to say that it does bum me out, though. Like, Attack the Block was really good. It wasn't, like, this huge hit. It's been a slow, steady build of a cult following, which is great because a decade later we're getting a sequel, finally. But Joe Cornish should have way more work than he does. Like, luckily, John Boyega, between his breakout role here and then being in uh, a low-profile series called Star Wars, um, he, he's been pretty busy. But Joe yeah. Cornish did Attack the Block... Uh, what is the King Arthur movie? Do you remember the name of that? It was like a which one? It's like the kid. It was. It came out a, a few years ago, and that also did not. Not do... the Guy Ritchie one. No, Joe Cornish, the director. He did this. It was like yeah. the kid something. It, it has nothing remember. to do with. Maybe I'm gonna look. Oh, this the up. kid who would be king. Yeah, is it? Is that what it's called? Yes, for it came out in 2019. Yes. So, like, that was his first follow-up since Attack the Block. And this mm-hmm. will be his third directorial effort. He should have been way more pro- prolific at this point, I think. Um, I he agree. definitely deserved to. He's definitely got this visual style that's really exciting. And, like, this balance of genre plus, like, kid-friendlier stuff. But, yeah. Basically, I'm excited. Can you tell? Uh, <laughs> uh, next, um... Kevin Williamson is, he's got a pandemic thriller in the works. Miramax is giving the green light to an untitled project from screenwriter Kevin Williamson that sounds like a pandemic set home invasion thriller. The film will star Gideon Adlin, who recently starred in The Craft Legacy. The feature takes place when the country locks down due to the pandemic and college student Parker, who's played by Adlin, and her best friend decide to quarantine at the family lake house alone, or so they think. John Hyams, who did Alone, last year's Alone that struck a chord mm-hmm. with people, uh, will direct the screenplay by Williamson and Caitlin Crabb, and he wrote the original story. So Williamson and Crabb have written a story that intertwines the palpable fear we've experienced over the past year and merged that with their ability to skillfully amplify our unconscious anxieties by utilizing the horror genre, said Miramax CEO Bill Block. How do you feel about... Home invasion thrillers, and I mean, I know we've touched on pandemic using the pandemic before, but how do you think that would apply to something like a home invasion thriller? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel I, I, I see they're they're pointing one at that, but I kind of feel like people kind of want to move on from that. Like I like home invasion movies, you know? Yeah, like, I feel like they're very thrilling, but one that's kind of like around what we're going through right now and we've been going through it like i don't know i, I just kind of feel like i don't you need want some to. space yes yeah i need some space like if it was just like a home invasion i'm all for it plus um uh the guy who directed alone John Hunt, yeah yeah he's also connected to black summer which is such an awesome series so seeing him like i think he's like a showrunner or something like that so which is really cool seeing him attached to this but I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll check it out, but I, I, I don't see myself running to it. Fair. Do you have any thoughts? The timing just seems rough, especially with things starting to open up with people's vaccinations yeah. and and everything else. So the the potential impact that maybe it would have had like last summer mm-hmm. Like, I think Xena hit it on the head, too. People are going to kind of want to be moving past that subject. Right. So, which isn't to say it couldn't play. Because it really all depends on how the characters exist within that world. Like, were people becoming agoraphobic? Were people becoming, 
whatever. Like it, it, it's all about how the characters are handling the situation because in that, in that way, the environment that they're doing within, well, well, it's a facet of the story won't necessarily be as critical. It could be like, all right, this is happening because of quarantine and isolation as opposed to a backdrop or, you know, like I'm hesitant, but the possibility. Yeah. I'm with Zena and just the mention of pandemic incorporated into a plot, like is gives you pause, but we don't really know how yet. Uh, I do mm-hmm. have a right. lot of faith in Kevin Williamson as a writer. I'm hoping that it's just a minor blip. Like we are just using this kind of like in the earth um, where it is based in the pandemic era, but it's such a minor kind of entry point at the beginning. And then it's kind of forgotten. So if you can do something like what Ben Wheatley did within the earth, then I'm okay with it. But if it's a huge part of a plot and it's mentioned, then yeah, I don't know. I kind of need some return to normalcy a little bit. So we'll see. Well, the fact that it's called out though, too, as a home invasion set during quarantine it, makes but, it seem like that's going to be a fact a true fact, but right? it also mm-hmm. could just be a mere reason why they can't just up and flee type situation it could be so again it's it's announced they have a star they have a director but we don't really know a whole lot beyond what we've just said so we shall yeah. see we shall see um and then this is obviously more my news Uh, because I am obsessed with aquatic horror. So the Deep House submerges YouTubers in aquatic nightmare. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but a French filmmaking duo, Julian Mori and Alexandra Bustillo, best known for ultraviolet slasher Inside and their nightmarish Livid. Uh, They've also done, I think, Leatherface and... Mm -hmm. Some oh among the living, which is on Shutter. Um, anyways, they are diving into aquatic horror with the Deep House, in which a couple of divers, their YouTube explore underwater explore exploration peoples, whatever, they discover a uh, haunted house at the depths of a lake. So while diving in a remote French lake, the a couple of YouTubers who specialize in underwater exploration. Hey, they put it way better than I. I should have just paid attention to the synopsis but uh they discover a house submerged in deep waters uh what was initially a, a unique finding soon turns into a nightmare when they understand the house was a scene of atrocious crimes trapped with their oxygen reserves failing falling dangerously tina and ben realize the worst is yet to come they're not alone in the house uh i like i said i'm pretty sure i mentioned this movie before um but it is set to release in france in theaters on june 30th a u.s distributor is going to be announced soon so um that means that obviously marketing is starting to warm up and so bloody disgusting posted a whole bunch of insanely cool images from this movie uh that give you a taste of what stars james jagger and camille Rowe find um it is such a gorgeous looking movie so far based on this, the gallery of images. Um, but it also makes me like it, it, it already triggers anxiety. Like these divers in these crazy kind of claustrophobic uh, areas. And it's very eerie. So I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys are obsessed as I am. Probably not. But have you checked them out at all or familiar at I all? I checked out the pictures. And Megan, if it makes you feel any better, take my money for this one. <laughs> I will 
take your money. I, I have nothing to do with it, but I will give me your money. <laughs> well, you show me how to watch this movie, and I will give you money for that that effort. <laughs> Fair. No, I, I, I love this idea. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Like, yeah. I, I mean, even, even if uh, the actual end product isn't perfect, I love it. I mean, in the world of horror that we, the three of us live, some of us deeper than others. I mean, I, again, I haven't seen Attack the Block. I'm, I'm so sorry for that. Okay. But, we'll I mean, you. haunted house horror and aquatic horror. The, the, I mean, it sounds like a simple idea. Like, to me, and maybe this is also, like, it hits home in, in this really weird, tangential way to uh, Hell House LLC. It's a haunted, <laughs> haunted house. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Like, that's, that's an awesome idea. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't you try that? So, like, an underwater haunted house? Yeah. That's terrifying on multiple levels. That's so cool. I will absolutely pay just to see how they did this. Yeah. Plus, because they're YouTubers, maybe it'll kind of be found footage. E, kind of, you know? Maybe. So, um, I don't know. Like, like you both, I'm really excited about this because it's something that I feel that's pretty unique. You know, even though it's like a haunted house and it just so happens to be in a lake. Yeah. What? Like, I would want to know, how did that happen? What's down there? I would never go down there, but I would want to know, like, what's down there? And there's a particular image that I saw on um, Bloody Disgusting. There's, like, a part of a clown face. And then I was like, yeah. nope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you just... Son you, of a you bitch, are you putting watch. clowns underwater, too? Clowns <laughs> get away from them. <laughs> but it looks really good. It looks such. It's, the concept is great. The the stills in that gallery on Bloody Disgusting look gorgeous. Yeah, I I need it in my eye holes like now. <laughs> I love it. It just it feels original in a sea of reboots and remakes mm-hmm. and sequels. It's just maybe that's part of the excitement. Is that every week we have some new reboot or remake news, and then yeah. it's like underwater haunted house. Like yeah. what? Yeah. So, yeah, you can bet when U.S. distribution gets announced, I will be updating because everybody needs to know. Everybody needs to see it. I've decided. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, listeners, your turn. Excited to attack the block again? Unlike me? Well, I'm excited. You have to attack I'm the excited block the to first watch the... time, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to attack the block once. Are you on Megan's side? Need more aquatic horror? Let's hear about it. The number is 224-475-1040. Numbers in the show notes, too. We'll play a couple calls at the top of next week's episode, and I promise we will start to do better in letting you all know in advance when we won't be doing calls the next week. If we save them, though, we hang on to them. That's true. We do save them. We do get to them. Finally, if you're anything like us, you spend more than a little time streaming movies on Shutter, Netflix, Amazon, and all the other services out there. So to keep your indecisiveness at a minimum, Zena's going to clue us in on what we should be watching. So Zena, what should we be watching? We have so many awesome movies coming our way. <laughs> the first one, Death by Temptation, an old one, but it's finally hitting Shutter. So I'm really excited <laughs> for people to see this movie because I come across so many people and they've never seen it before. Now is your chance. Also, on top of that, with Megan, Megan, with Megan, we are, <laughs> I'm co-hosting and also Kay of Salem's uh, Horror Fest. We are um, co-hosting a live tweet on Twitter of the movie Tuesday. To, well, by the time this is out, it's, you know, but still. Patreon yes, will get a heads up, but yeah. Yes, guys, join us Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so, yeah, well, 8.30 Okay, just <laughs> just do it. Okay, so watch the movie. You, 
it's our, it's okay because it already happened, so we're we're safe. <laughs> it already happened. So basically, this movie is about an evil succubus who is preying on lustful men in New York City, and all that stands in her way is a minister in training, an inspiring actor, and a cop who just so happens to specialize in cases involving the supernatural. This movie has it all. There's like neon lights. There's green goo. Great music. <laughs> Like, it's a good time. It is. Um, and it's coming out again on Tuesday the 18th on Shudder. Also coming out Tuesday the 18th, Sun will be available on DVD. When a young boy fails, fails. When a young boy falls ill to a mysterious illness, his mother must decide how far she will go to protect him from the terrifying forces in her past. And then we have four movies that's coming our way on Friday the 21st. The first one, The Retreat, it'll be available on VOD. Renee and Valerie, a couple with a rocky relationship, goes to a pre-wedding retreat and ends up fighting for their lives when a group of combative serial killers tries to murder them. Wow. Then also we have Sound of Violence. It'll be available on VOD. A formerly deaf young woman goes on a killing spree after witnessing the murder, uh, the murder of her family years ago. And then I told you guys this. Uh, last week about Army of the Dead, um, it's hidden Netflix. So just in case if you don't want to go to the theaters to check it out, um, you can check this movie out at home on Netflix. Spoilers. Watch it on Netflix. Ooh. Okay. John has spoken. And then the last <laughs> movie, <laughs> the last movie we have coming our way, Seance. It'll be available on VOD. Camille Meadows is the new girl at a prestigious academy for girls. Soon after her arrival, six girls invite her to join them in a late-night ritual calling forth the spirit of a dead former student who reportedly haunts their halls. Um, I would never, but okay. But before <laughs> morning, one of the girls is dead, leaving the others wondering what they may have awakened. And last, not least, Bloody Disgusting TV. And that's a Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own site, realqueenhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly Horror Nation podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, on Facebook at the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards, check us out on patreon.com slash bedisgustingpod. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. And you heard earlier from our guests from Nightmare on Fierce Street, Sheree and Trent. Make sure to go check them out, too. Check out the links in the show notes. So for now, grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody.
save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big- 